Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now, let's dive right in. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodness and Gracious Podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Christy. And this broadcast, podcast, <laughs> is on tithing. So we have to bring up the title that I came up with for this podcast because I have been cracking up about it for over a week. The title is, Did You Say Tithe? Do You Kiss Your Mother With That Mouth? The whole reasoning behind that is, so many people seem to think that tithing is a dirty word. It's not, rest assured. Uh, it is not a dirty word. And in fact, it is the exact opposite. So tithing is a doctrine taught in the word of God and hence is what is good for us. What is a tithe? A tithe is a portion, which is 10% of your income given as an offering to your local church. The word tithe literally means tenth in Hebrew. The Bible explains that tithing is an important part of faith for those who follow God and that your tithe should be money you set aside first. Actually, money is mentioned over 800 times in the Bible. So God knew money would be something we would hold tightly to and place a lot of importance on. Proverbs 3, 9 says, Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. To be honest with you, um, growing up, I didn't really remember tithing being taught or preached on much in the church. Um, but then again, I can't remember that far back either. But <laughs> remembering, trying to remember, I don't really remember it being taught or preached on. So, so I guess it's probably time that we probably should hit on it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm thinking so. So, so many times we hear about tithing a lot in our church. Um, pastor uh, preaches on it, you know, a good bit. Um, and over the years, he has gotten more in-depth on his preaching about tithing. But one thing, when I started uh, putting some things together, I'm thinking, well, I already know this, and I know this, and I know this, but there are maybe some people out there that don't actually know mm -hmm. some of the things that we have been taught. Right. Um, so I thought, we, you know, just praying about it, um, I felt that God led that it would be beneficial for us to um, talk about it. And maybe give some personal testimonies mm -hmm. about it. I think it would be beneficial for all of our listeners. Well, my mom and dad always, I mean, I, mean, I grew up in church. Gary grew up in church. My mom and dad always gave to the church. Gary's mom and dad always gave to the church. So basically when we got married, giving to the church was never a question or a fight for us. I mean, even the 10% thing was never a fight or a question. Uh, we were always blessed as a husband and wife to want to give to the church and the different ministries and to those that were in need. So some other scriptures, um, that pertain to tithing. Leviticus 2730 says, and all the tithe of the land or of the fruit of the tree is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. So I don't think that a tithe really pertains to only money. Everything, 10% of everything mm -hmm. belongs to God. But I don't think that's how people relate that right when you when you say tithe they don't think anything but money right that's exactly right and I think that's why it's become 
such a dirty word for people <laughs> when you bring it up. Yeah. Um, but moving on to Second Corinthians 9, 6, and 7. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth, loveth a cheerful giver. So I think for me, um, from the very first time, well, really, from the time I got saved, I believe that God placed in my heart um, a, a longing and a love for forgiving, um, something that I didn't understand. Being a new believer, I had no idea what what tithing even meant. Um, the church that I had gotten saved in was not very big and had one of the smallest <laughs> congregations that I had ever seen. So you can imagine, you get saved, you're in a church that has maybe 20 to 25 people on a Sunday morning. Um, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, how are these bills getting met? Right. So I'm looking at the board. You know how they used to have those boards yes. that hang up <laughs> what last week's uh, offering was? I'm looking at the offering. I'm thinking, how in the world is this church meeting, you know, meeting these bills? And I think from the very beginning, that's how God dealt with me on tithing. You know, the church has bills that have to be met. Um, and this is part of your responsibility. I, I know that God works with me in stages, and I think that's just how he got me on board and um, helped me to understand one of the meanings behind, you know, tithing. Right. Once I learned more of him and that he could really take care of the bills of the church, you know, that was, he could do it. He didn't need us to do it, but he could do it. Um, I learned that giving was more of him wanting more of me. Mark 12, 41 through 44 says, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which made a farthing. He's, and he called unto him his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast in cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. I think it's important to note that it's not a competition. He said many that were rich did cast in much, but the widow cast in all that she had. So, but it's not a competition between the rich and the poor. You are not holier if you give out of your want than if you get out, give out of your abundance. We are all called to give what he calls us to give. Um, there have been times that we've had different missionaries come to the church. And maybe there'd be times there's just something that that missionary has said that has pierced my heart and God placed it like you need to give them money. So I would go up to Gary afterwards, you know, and, and a lot of people do that at church or whatever, but me and Gary, you know, kind of just converse back and forth. And I'm like, I just feel, you know, God, you're really tugging at my heart that we need to give them something. 
and he never would question it. And, you know, you know, he knows a lot of our finances and stuff too, but I'm like, well, how much? He goes, I don't know how much you think. And so I would have a number in my head. He would have a number ahead and it worked out perfect. You know, yeah. he never questioned. And that's happened, you know, before he's like, I feel like God's wanting us to give to them. I said, that's fine. And we never have to stand there and discuss it. Right. You know what we're going to be doing right. with this missionary. And I just think that's fascinating how God works that way. So your hearts are knitted together, you know, into the ministry, into, into the mystery missionaries. Yeah. And it's just the way God works. I just think that's fascinating to me. Yeah. All right. The same thing with Tom and I. <clears throat> we um it's never a question if we're going to give it's always a question of how much and it's not even a question it's i started asking god in immediately when someone comes um or even if it's just a regular love offering for someone that comes to visit to sing um whatever i start you know i start praying god what would you have us to give um and whatever you want us to give you need to put that number in my heart and you need to put it in Tom's heart because when we come together and I say, what are you thinking? I want those numbers to match. And they do. Right. Most of the time, you know, we've never had a a, um, a discrepancy in between um, what he thinks and what I think. So, But wouldn't you consider that not necessarily tithing, though? That would be considered more of an offering. You're mm -hmm. supposed to have tithes and offerings. Right. That's what the Bible says. Yep. And I think a lot of people get that confused. Yes. You know, you've got your tithe, which is your 10% that you give to your local church, and then you have your offerings that's above your tithing that you can give to the other missionaries and yep. stuff. And then you also have alms yeah. that, you know, those are more for um, the people that you come across that are in need. And that mm -hmm. could be singly, that could be, um, someone that you meet that could be someone that the church collectively wants to support um, that is short money. Right. As we read the next verses, I find it interesting that Jesus would put giving in the same category as some of these big ones that we're going to read about. Luke six thirty seven and 38. Judge not and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Now, here's the kicker. The next part, give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured to you again. I just find it fascinating. You have judge not, condemn not, and then forgive. And then he jumps right into give. Some some pretty big ones right there together. Right, right. So pastor always says that if we look at your checking account, your check register, we will be able to see where your heart is. And, and I, I believe that with all of my heart that we, we can. Um, I make the joke, you're going to be able to see my heart. If you look at my mm -hmm. check register, it's going to say Sand Hill Free Will Baptist Church, McDonald's, Sand Hill Free Will Baptist Church, Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a little bit of my um, – gluttony I guess showing up um and then a whole lot of Sand Hill Free Will Baptist Church I hope that someone would read between those lines and see where my heart is well bringing that up I would go to let's look at Matthew six eleven, 
for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So I would say that if we give tithing to the church, we will reap the benefits of seeing the church flourish, help see soul saved, build up his kingdom. It's where our heart is giving to the things of the world or giving to the things of his kingdom. Where's your heart? Right. Um, he doesn't need our money, but it's a way for him to see our hearts and where our treasures are wrapped up in. And I had wrote down here, if I can find it in my notes. Um, oh, we can rationalize all we want as to why we can't give God 10%. But show me someone who doesn't have joy because they are tithing their 10%. I agree. 100%. It's easy to rationalize when you think, um, these bills over here need to be met. God wants me to pay my mm -hmm. bills. And that's, that is true. We tend to forget that first part though, where he says the first 10 is mine. Right. If you entrust me with that first 10, I'm going to take care of the rest. It may not look like what you think it's going to look like or what you think it should look like, but he's always going to take care mm -hmm. of it. I am fully confident in that. Well, I understand everyone may give something to the local church and call it tithes. But as we said before, tithing is 10%, whether we like it or not. Yes. Um, when we take out his portion first, he will take care of the rest, which mm -hmm. is like you said. Yep. And biblically, there isn't any excuse to not tithe. You can't use the excuse of, I just don't have it. But yet you go out to eat. You yep. buy something for yourself or even those precious grandbabies. <laughs> you, you can't get, you can't use the excuse. There's, there's no excuse. If you, if you give set aside his portion first, God will provide the rest. Yes. It might not be everything you want, but he will provide your needs. Yes, he will. Yeah. Like I said, it doesn't all the time look like we think it's going to look like. Well, tithing is a way of teaching us that God must be first in our lives. Yes. And it takes a bit to come to the understanding. Um, I couldn't understand what my money could possibly be of a benefit to God. What, what he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. What does he need with my couple bucks? Mm -hmm. You know, um, it took a little bit for me to, to understand that. But what I didn't realize was it had nothing to do with my money. And it had everything to do with my heart. Yep, exactly. The more I gave, the more I was invested in him, not invested in anything else, invested in him. The more I was invested in him, the more I became invested in his mission. And we're on this road until the day um, that we see his face and we are ever learning and growing. But at some point you get to where you say, you can have it all, Lord, all of it. You can have it all. Right. Even that changes as we go. Um, but it's all about a surrendered heart. So what I when, so today I say, Lord, you can have it all. And I can mean that with 100%, you know, faith in that. I know I'm giving it, you know, everything to him. Tomorrow, that may not look the same as it did today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what people don't understand is it's an ever, it's an ever changing, it's an ever changing thing because we are ever growing. Right. Exactly. So one area I wanted to look at before we go any farther, and then we can go into the other stuff. Um, it, it was just a question that kind of just stuck in my mind. Is, 
it is sin not to tithe. And I even asked the pastor that. We sit at the house one day, and I, I told him what we were going to be doing, and this, that, and the other. And I asked him that. He goes, I believe so. And I I'm, I agree with him. I, I think it is too. Withholding of your tithes is considered a form of robbery. So then I looked it up, Malachi 3, 8 through 9. Will a man rob God? Yet he have robbed me, but you say, wherein have you have we robbed thee in tithes and offerings? You are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. Do you really want to stand before the Lord and be accused of robbery? And you're thinking, what in the world? And then you look back, oh, yeah, I didn't do my tithing. That is a form of robbery from the Lord. Yep. And I don't want that on my conscience. (laughs) How about you? (laughs) No, I don't want it on my conscience. And I also think that it's not just, we, we're not, God could care less about our money. Right. He really, really could care less. What we're robbing him of is us. Mm -hmm. He gave us all of him. Yeah. And he expects us to give all of us back to him. So we're actually robbing him of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Well, I've always said that over, I mean, this has nothing to do with like specifically tithing, but it's like he gave his life for us and we can't give up whether it be tithing or our time to go to church or to do this. We can't do that. I mean, you go to church and you're there maybe what, two hours. That's on a Sunday morning, maybe two hours on a Sunday night, maybe two hours on a, that's six hours in a full week. You can't do six hours for the Lord in church, but he gave his whole self for us. Yeah. It's a little twisted for me in my mind. Yeah. I can't, I guess I can't, it, maybe it's because I grew up in church. I don't know, but I can't comprehend that. I can't imagine not giving him my all. Right. He gave himself and he gave his all for me and I can't give that same thing back to him. Right. That, that that's just where, you know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> just maybe that's the, opened up a big can of worms. I don't know. <laughs> well, just the measly, I mean, you think about it six hours, that's measly. It seems like so much to us in our busy lives, okay? But the thing is, is that when we pr- prioritize, you know, s- seek ye first the, the kingdom of God and all these things will be added on, in his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. If you're seeking him first, giving him first of everything, first of everything that pertains to you, everything else is going to be added unto you. Right. And you'll find that his way of doing things is much better than how you could ever plan it to be. Well, I think we'd hit it on, you know, and some of the other podcasts when Rachel was with us about even, I mean, it's not just the six hours of your time going to church and being in church, but it's also your reading, your Bible, your devotions, you know, your study and everything else. To me, that's, that's not much to ask. No. I mean, why would you not want to know more about him? want to talk with him. He is your father, you know, be one-on-one with him. Why would you not want to do that? Right. And I can't, I can't grasp it. Um, for me, if I do not, if I get out of a routine and I do not get up, I mean, the very first thing that I do is take my meds, (laughs) (laughs) um, and make my cup of coffee to be able to start the day. Um, but if I do not start with something that pertains to him, whether it be um, praying, whether it be my devotions, whether it be my scripture writing, uh, my regular uh, Bible reading, 
if I do not start with something, mm-hmm. everything else is going to oh, yeah. be off. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. And I think that's by design. Mm-hmm. So throughout this journey of learning what tithing is and what it's for, God has moved in some pretty mysterious ways in, in our lives and in, in Tom and I's uh, life. Um, when we would pray that he would show us how to be faithful um, and would step out in faith, he would move. Um, so I had said that tithing has never been an issue in our home, just like Renee had said. We have always been in agreement that um, it was going to be done. And what seemed to be, it's not that it was done begrudgingly, but what seemed to me to be something so simple produced so many great things in our lives. Um, Tom, we're, (laughs) we're not, we're not rich by any means, but I have watched Tom move from position to position um, when he shouldn't have in his job. Uh, God has definitely blessed him to make it to a, a place where um, he shouldn't be without an, without a, you know, a formal education. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has moved because something so simple as being obedient to him in, in one area, you know, tithing. Lord, if you if you bring the money in, we're going to give it back to you, and then we're going to use as much of the remainder as we can for whatever it is that you want us to do, mm-hmm. over and above above whatever the tithes are. Um, they, that has given us a chance to um, support some things that we may not have. We've been able to help people that we never would have dreamed that we could we could help, and he just keeps blessing. And I'm just over here looking at it from the sidelines. I'm like, what in the world is he? You know, <laughs> how in the world did this happen, and how in the world did that happen? But it it has definitely created so many more chances for us um, to serve him um, in different types of ministries as well. Well, when you do it the right way, things will fall into place the way they're supposed to be. They will. And that is, is so humbling to watch. Yeah. It really is. Will you have, will you still have bumps in the road? Of course. Yes. But he'll still provide. Yep. Because I think that every, you still have to be reminded. That, I mean, there's been some times when I'm just like, we're in this predicament. How did, how in the world do we get in this predicament right here? And we're short here for this. And how in the world did this happen? But there are some times that I've learned that, I have to be put in a predicament Mm -hmm. to be reminded of who he is and what that it's his and what he's capable of doing. Um, It just kind of puts me in my place and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Well, I think that's all we have on the subject of tithing. Um, It's been real and it's been fun. Um, Hopefully you think so too out there. (laughs) (laughs) We are hoping that you um, were blessed by this. Um, We pray that, Every time we pray um, that God will be glorified and his people will be edified um, listening to us. Um, We are not perfect. Nope. (laughs) And we don't claim to be. um, However, we do love him and we want to share him and our experiences with him Mm -hmm. with as many people as we possibly can. That being said, 
um, we feel that God is leading us to begin a series on the fruit of the spirit. And it just so happens that um, February (laughs) um, starts us off with love. So um, we have some special guests (laughs) that you are going to be excited about. I'm just saying. Yes, you are. Put your seatbelts on. Yep. We are going to have some fun with some people. We're going to get them out of their comfort zone, just as we have been out of our comfort zone. And um, we are looking to have a good time and talking about the fruit of the spirit for the next um, several podcasts that we're going to be doing. Um, And we hope that you will join us. Yes. So fun. Yep. Until next time. Bye. We thank you for joining us for our goodness and gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.